2: every time i think this is the fourth time we've done an interview now. yeah yeah
1: did we do one outside somewhere
0: yeah yeah we did the tenement trail yeah we were really, really tired i remember i think we'd just come from somewhere down we'd just come no, from like bristol no, and then no. we had to go all the way down no no no, okay. no. he always incredibly us. wrong he
1: says <laughs> he says it was such sort of confidence no what happened was we were doing the inhaler tour ah. um and Unfortunately, we had got ourselves a festival in Glasgow after we had played Birmingham. So we went Birmingham, Glasgow, and then Bristol, yeah. and then London, Ooh. back to back. That that's, was not
0: nice. Yeah, it was worth it. The Glasgow gig was good, was it? Yeah, it was in a nice church. I remember. It was, right. it was a bit. Stiff. Oh yeah, that's
2: some Loth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a bit robotic.
0: Well,
2: I remember when we spoke that time. You mentioned the fact that you had ninety songs in the vault. Yeah. Then the more. second time it was a hundred and ten, and then the third I think it was about a hundred and forty. Where are we at
0: now? <laughs> oh, mate! Lockdowns happened. We got very bored, so uh, I'd say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the two hundred number out there, but maybe one eighty if we're lucky. We're getting I've, close. We spent we actually spent a lot of lockdown affecting some of the old ones because we we've spent so long with them just in the vault like and we've come quite a long way production wise in like three or four years that we've been writing together so we just kind of wanted to update them a little bit and beef them up the ones we've been releasing recently are actually very recent songs but um and that's been really nice because i think you're just genuinely more excited when you've just written a song so it's been really nice to literally have written them like we wrote Um, uh, it's called A001, the package that's coming out early next year. But we wrote all of them in like three weeks in February. And uh, so it's so nice to just release them all fresh instead of going back. The old ones will get used for sure. But uh, we just felt like we were so excited about this batch that we wanted to get them out.
2: Does the way that you frame them in your mind flip when it comes to releasing them? Like if you release a song that was written three years ago after one that was written three months ago, does it change the way they kind of sit in the chronology of your mind in any way or do they still remain where
0: they were when they were written? I think, I think the, uh, the message, let me just turn my phone over there. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the message of them is changes. Well, if it does for me. I don't know about you. The message of them changes because as we're getting older, you get more reflective of like almost being a bit naive when you were, cause we've been writing songs since we were 18, 19 together. So like some of them sound really naive and like, Oh, I just met a girl and all this stuff now. But, um, uh,
1: so that, that one, that sounds like a great one. <laughs> That's
0: our next thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I think, I think the new songs are a lot more mature in terms of not necessarily in their subject matter, just the way that we package them up. And, uh, there are a few cringy lines when we go back and listen to the old ones, but we still love them. It's definitely the a maturer
1: mature, uh, at Prey. This new phase, for sure. I think from a production point of view as well, it sounds a bit more together, a bit more complete. It's it's like one sound as well. I think when, with the older stuff, we had songs like Dream World and then we had songs like Your Heart's Like a Jungle, which are pretty... I think they're quite different in terms of... Genre, there, they're, they're, you know, one's quite full on, like rock. Why would you say a little rocky? And then the other one's quite poppy, and I, I don't know. Actually, they sound quite similar. But um, I was going to say, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well well, well, well. Um, But yeah, it's just m- more mature.
2: It's interesting because these two new recent ones, all oh, mine and you, you've said that you is about kind of learning to live without the person who's most important to you in your life. And yet, all mine with the relationship that it's articulating it almost feels like it's setting the stage for that in a certain way it's kind of at the fringes of a breakdown of a relationship what do you see the connection of those two songs being from both a narrative and sonic point of view
0: i think what's interesting about those two songs is in this in this three week period that we we ended up writing uh i was going through a breakup and you were having some stuff going on as well so and during those three weeks that happened so like it was almost like we were capturing every emotion that we 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 were feeling in those in those strange times in these songs and it was a bit like looking back over your relationship and all mine's just like a celebration of like that first that first initial feeling that you get when you first meet someone and you first get on with someone and then you is i guess us coming to terms with the fact that yeah that person is amazing but they're not ours anymore.
2: How does the role that creativity and making music play in your life change when you leave a relationship like that? It's, it's like therapy.
0: <laughs> it genuinely is. Like when you get all your feelings out. Like, because songwriting, I think, is such a such a personal affair that it's so weird because it's so... When, when it's just us two in a room, it feels so like... <clears throat> Trusting that we we have to trust each other, we have to really listen, and then we release it to the world, and it's it's really really odd. Like releasing you was strange because that is a really, I mean, it's also packaged in a really weirdly happy song, but um, but the lyrics, you know, it's really deep.
1: You know what's banging is being able to slag someone off in a song <laughs> and sing it to a load of people live. That is brilliant. You know, if you, see, if you think someone's a dick, you can. So many people do it as well. That um, Macy Peters, she's got oh, a tune. Her whole career, her whole thing's just slagging off yeah. some bloke. Imagine if you. It's was like, like the Taylor Swift bloke. thing, isn't it? That's what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift. So well, I think it's you know that, that's proper therapy. So we're, up, we're the new like, Taylor Swift. Fucking You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um,
2: Did you get the opportunity to do that last night? <laughs>
0: Uh, there was
1: annoyingly no one present. Not yeah, there was no. There was, Not that there was no one in the audience, but like, yeah, there was no one that would. But it's a good release, I think. Last night was a good release of like, oh, thank fuck, you know, we're back. And it was dark. Like lockdown was dark. We had big fallouts with like labels, and we went out of relationships and we didn't do a gig for twenty months. So I think last night was just like uh, Oh, thank fuck, you know, we are back where we want to be. And playing all the new songs and everyone really seeming to love them was
0: yeah. reassuring.
1: That you song went down. Yeah. Well yeah. all mine went down as well, yeah. you know. And I actually hate that song. <laughs> 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 he doesn't. I, I liked it last night, but I don't know. It's weird. You, you it? just find it hard to sing though. No? It's hard to sing, yeah.
2: Did last year it's interesting what you're saying you know last year about the way that you kind of tied up a few relationships did it almost feel like wiping the slight clean and was almost like a reset for you on a creative
0: level as a group I think a001 this new phase is completely that like we just we got to a point where we had a slightly dodgy relationship with our label I won't go into it too much because it's incredibly boring but um and they took it in a direction which I don't think we ever would have if they weren't present so them leaving us having a big change in terms of relationships and also just lockdown in general being a proper like okay we need to get our shit together kind of vibe and on top of that like i know it sounds ridiculous but i was 20 what 22 23 when the lockdown started and now i'm 24 and i actually think that's a really big jump in terms of like figuring out what you want to do and actually being more confident in what you want to do and i think i think now i have so much confidence in what we're doing because we love it and i think that's all that matters like if if other people like it that's a fucking that's an amazing bonus but we love it and that's all yeah. that matters cuz
1: there's stuff we did before and i've looked i go back through the archive of our stuff and i'm literally like oh my God, why did we put that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm actually like, no wonder no one liked it. It's because someone in a big office told us to. Because, yeah, it's like, so yeah, this is definitely, a, that was a reset period. I think if, if there's anything positive that COVID's done, which is not a lot because it's been a disaster, is, is to allow people to restart and, and go again and, and also appreciate all of the things that we are able to do. I think, you know, like, giving someone a hug. Oh, a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I hugged
0: a lot of fans last night and every time, I was, right every time love. I was, every time I was doing it, I was like, I fucking hope you don't have COVID. <laughs>
2: it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> that fucking lovely hug. Kind of, it's really interesting that relationship that you had with your label and the way that kind of changed over the last year and now you're, you know, you're coming back to doing what feels Right. How does your relationship to your instincts change
0: throughout that process? I think when you're, it's not, not, we weren't reliant on them, but when when your songs have to go through 60 people in a big shiny office and they all have an opinion, you do like you do feel like you're not just writing for yourself, which I think is a really dangerous place to be in. Whereas now there is literally, there's us and then our manager will probably have an opinion which we'll choose to ignore. <laughs> it's just us and we can release whatever we like and and we we're with an amazing new label now which really appreciate us and let us do everything like because we've done all the visuals
1: and all the videos and everything for this release and it's been so refreshing and nice also if you put something out that is just that's completely you you know like the mix the production everything it's just a lot more rewarding it's probably like no nah, i was gonna be asking i choose a really bad analogy yeah <laughs> Is the catharsis
0: gonna... <laughs> greater now? Well,
1: yeah. That's a big word.
0: I think so. What does that mean? <laughs> it means... Oh, no, you're testing me now. It doesn't... what that catharsis, the emotional release yeah, from it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, definitely. It's I get proud. I, I get more proud. nervous about every release. That's well, you're true. proud. Yeah, but it's I'm more proud. proud than ever.
1: It's like, oh, shit. I care know. more. If someone's on the radio, radio... Radio 1, radio, radio. <laughs> someone's on Radio 1... Radio 1. And... Um, You've mixed it in your bedroom and it's on Radio 1. It's like, oh, sick, you know. Like, oh, nice. I sang that in a in cupboard over there. Mm. Over there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's a lot more rewarding than some twat, like, <laughs> making it sound like auto tuned shit and then going through all these different mixes and then someone else masters it and then someone distributes it and then they upload it and then it's all like well, you feel so far removed from it but it's your own it's your work your face is on it but you're like you're not really you feel very distant from it where now I feel like I've literally like given birth to it yeah I but I've like shat out oh, a song <laughs>
2: so is the i can't add to that (laughs) (laughs) these uh these two singles that you've put out uh, that are from the mixtape is the mixtape the album what's the kind of difference
1: in that titling for you Uh, it's difficult it's not the debut album still (laughs) basically i think we would have put the debut album out had covid not happened covid obviously stalled our momentum and i don't like the idea of putting out an album without being able to tour it and we couldn't tour it we needed to reset so i think
0: also like a zero zero one was literally just a moment in our lives captured that
1: yeah it doesn't real. Re-
0: it doesn't represent the whole of pro, but it represents that moment that we had together and it's good
1: so you may as well put it yeah. out and <laughs> and the
0: album's a bit the dead. album's what like, no not our album as in like the album like no one buys albums oh right oh. not as
1: in our yeah our album's shit <laughs> so we're not putting it out no but I no. you know with like some of the songs on Always In My Head the EPs the this mixtape that's gonna come out next year combined you know with all the other tracks that we wanna put on our debut album like a big deluxe like you can have an 18 track record or something that, that would be sick cause there's so yeah. much stuff smart,
2: nice. Oh, you did the you did the mini album last year and one of kind of the the through lines of that was escapism and this idea of how music can provide that for you. How have the lessons or what lessons have you learned from that that have then carried into working on this mixtape in terms of creating a body of work and creating a sound and creating a world that ties into a specific moment for you?
0: I think the, go. On. Oh, you go, man. <laughs> I think um, the difference basically. <laughs> the difference between we learned I mean we learned a lot from that mini album experience. What was weird about that is that it was kind of an amalgamation of songs that were all from different times,
1: which yeah. was a little bit weird. Very different but times as well. Yeah. So like years apart.
0: And we were kind of, we kind of molded them to try and sound like a body of work, which I think they really did and I love that piece of work. And that's definitely a a moment in the Arctic catalogue, but
2: very tied together by the production.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but i think um i think when you hear a zero zero one i sound like a salesman now it genuinely feels like us our core i don't know how to explain it but if i if i like people ask me all the time what genre we are i don't have a fucking clue like all i'd say is just go and listen to this this new set and that is our genre it's like a weird mix of well, everything yeah. and when we and I
1: played you know, we do songs like All Yours Is What. We wrote that when we were 18 or 19. And then You, we wrote when well, I was 20, 25, New 24. And they still sit together. But they, they there is a growth in it. And it does feel like, like I said earlier, like it's just a maturer. Not even more polished. I how would you say it was more polished? Just maturer and just like, I don't know, just... Just feels good sorry dog's barking Shot. up
0: I just also think like I, I think we're dope. very different people than when we were when we were 18 or even when we released the mini I'm album I'm a lady <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and <clears throat> oh, that really tickled me um, <laughs> I'm really overexcited. Oh, we've changed a lot as people and we've changed a lot together as in how how we are together I think we have a better relationship than we've ever had so which i also think a one is a is a good reason for that like and a good it shows it basically it show is it's very tight i don't mean in terms of like everything's very in time i just mean like the sound is it's not polished but it's all very tight knit and you can tell the fine. That, yes that's exactly the word i was looking for <laughs> yeah
2: it's interesting what you were saying about you know you were saying that last year you put out this album and it comes from all these different times in your life and it manages to sit together cohesively because at the same time it's always remained you. What do you feel like are the constants throughout all of your music? What are the things that kind of tie it together and hold it as one despite the fact that you can kind of go off and play with different genres and sounds and textures?
1: Hooks. Melodic hooks. The guitars are always very similar. I think basically they're pop songs, but they're rapped.
0: In this kind of wonky texture, also there's just a wonkiness to all of the songs. They're not straight up pop. They wouldn't be on your like radio one dance banger playlist. They have a kind of off center feel to them. Yeah, that I think is through goes throughout, and that's actually something that was the one of the least thing. I don't want to go on about it, but one of the things that was the worst with our label is that they were dragging us more into the central lane, whereas we wanted to stay true to us and make it a bit weird and wonky and a bit like because the recent songs we've released like they are pop songs but they have weird sounds and there's I don't know there's like a bell in the right ear in the middle of the verse or some shit like it's, I just live for that stuff
1: <laughs> what there is you live for a bell in the right I live ear. for weird sounds honestly <laughs> Man, yeah, get me some weird sound effects that's why there. we work because he likes all this like oh that's I put like some Japanese people having lunch he had like a sound effect that's in them. you yeah it's in you there's like a
0: it's, it's a like Japanese restaurant yeah in, the, in, in Japan the, well I didn't
1: go to Japan <laughs> no no but it's a sample oh yeah it's a sample from Japan <laughs> so it's like he suddenly put a load of Japanese people having lunch in, in the back of the in back of the background of the I cannot speak I haven't slept the background of the song
0: the thing i really like about that is yeah. that no one will ever realize that though except
1: for me and i kind of like that yeah. <laughs> it's quite selfish i know but it's like i always wanted to fart and like pitch it down and then put it in <laughs> and then if you get it on the radio it's like the jokes on which you, uh, on you anime which you may i say we fr- have
0: tried like <laughs> twice possibly this conversation is really digressive.
1: The jokes Let's on me. The, the jokes on you, Annie Mac. Well, you just played my bow. that would be Clara now.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to back to reality. <laughs> Sorry, went down a strange tangent there.
2: When it comes to the sampling, you know, and you're sitting there, you know, you put in a Japanese restaurant and whatever. How do you get to that point from a thought process? Thought process point of view: What is it about the restaurant that is relating to what's happening in the song for you? Why does your mind go to that sound?
1: It's it's sonics, though, isn't it it's like air. Yeah, it's not even it's not
0: necessarily that I'm like, okay, this relates to the song in some way. It's just that I'll be flicking through some sample pack, and there'll be I'm just obsessed with textures, and there'll just be a, there'll be a weird texture that just adds something that I've never heard to a song before, like the Japanese restaurant,
1: and I'll just be like, that's that's amazing, I love it this air I always think it's like air it's like it's like hiss lots of people add hiss to their records because it just adds this like other dimension and it just feels a bit I don't know it just adds this air it's It's almost come back to the balance
2: of the song as well and the way it makes sense yeah. You, do you sure. do you almost just feel like you need something else in there to even it out, and then it's yeah, just a yeah. case of trying to find something that's interesting. That's
0: I think something. if it's just vocals, guitar, bass, drums, I get bored very easily. I have to say, like, I I need
1: something else in there that's a bit weird. Well, you've got like you know you've got like your meat, you got your <laughs> carrots. It's like a roast Maybe dinner, it. In. and then you need you need like a bit of you need a bit gravy. of mustard or a bit of gravy or a bit of salt and pepper to really just. Take it over across the finish line. I think, um, and that's Jap- what
0: a good Japanese produ- restaurant is. That's what a good end.
1: producer would do, though, right? If 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 we were idiots and we couldn't produce music, we would go in and someone would. We, you need that person to be like, "This needs a Japanese person having lunch," <laughs> like every fucking song. <laughs> um,
2: how how, uh, how <laughs> dramatically can those like? I'm going to get an Australian
1: eating fish and chips next. <laughs>
2: How uh how dramatically can adding those little extra bits in though change your perspective on the rest of the song?
0: Oh ridiculously. Like the next song we're releasing actually, um I'm not gonna say the name yet, but um it's got a lot of space in it, but we filled it with really weird sounds that are like in the in the in the hook especially it's got it's got like weird cowbells that are like pound completely left and then and then yeah, I don't know. I just it takes it to a new level of wonkiness that I really like. And to I think that's a big part of the Apre world is these kind of weird textures and weird sound effects. They've been present throughout all of our music, I think. It's just we've never realized that that was possibly the, the source on top that was, that was making them Atpre. And now we do. So I've put in tons of <laughs> ridiculous sound effects to this record. No, I haven't really. It's not. It's not all Japanese restaurants. I promise.
2: We kind of we touched upon it a little bit earlier on too. But the story that you comes from is obviously quite an emotionally raw place. And when you know you're in a band now, you're kind of forced to market yourself in this way. And you know, stories like meeting at the chess club very much become folded into the band's narrative. How does it feel when you almost have to kind of utilize and kind of weaponize that pain, a promotional sense, to use for the song? How do you kind of cope with having to to use that to promote the music is there ever a kind of tension there
1: so only awkward if someone like if you've written a song about someone and then they've read it they've read like the uh the write-up or whatever and they're like <laughs> why is this song called i don't love you
0: which is a song on a001 so, I mean, it's, it's like, quite obvious <laughs> um
1: yeah i think it's I mean it's all weird really like you're always wearing your heart on your sleeve a bit with this with doing with doing this job Um, just like doing a gig like you're putting yourself out there and you need to be vulnerable to make people well firstly to like make what you put across genuine and real because it is for a start but also people aren't gonna give a shit or invest invest in it if it doesn't feel like it's from a genuine place so you have to just like you have to just do that. Um, I think what also helps is that we um, we wrap it in very
0: happy music most of the
1: time. Yeah, I think I've got like a really, sometimes a really negative outlook on the world. I think loads of things just sort of irritate me so much. But the things I love, I love, but I just don't love that much stuff. <laughs> so... Lyrically, I can often be quite like "oh fuck yeah, everything shit," but then I really like pop music. So then we'll wrap it in very like ooh, let's go," <laughs> um, like music. But then the lyrics are like "oh, you fucking what," and then it's "woo." That's the you know what I mean. <laughs> I like that because it's like that should be the, our bio the,
2: the pessimistic side of you comes across in the lyrics but the optimistic side to you comes across in
1: the music yeah yeah, yeah nice. basically yeah, we're, nice we're depressed people. but we like to dance yeah no um, we're not really Don't worry. I said it I said it before to someone about um, like for example without your love very upbeat happy music but shitty lyric very very miserable that's basically about being getting divorced and I like that kind of juxtaposition, that's a big word, of how we as people are going through shit all the time, but we wrap it up in like positivity and it's like, you know, social media, like, it's, you know, people like feel like shit and then they're like going to pose a picture of them and then they're like, out, out with the girls and like everything's great and they've got a salad, but really like they want to kill themselves. Do you know what I mean? And it's just fake. Everything's very, Jeez. sorry. <laughs> sorry the Maybe, a maybe come, well, it must have been a bad salad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go. No, that was a bit much. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's all just, it's all, it's all fake. P- everyone's suffering in some way. Everyone's, everyone's going through shit. And like, this world is online, especially is is made out to seem that everyone's got their shit together. and Everything's great, and I just like that. That's a bit like what we're doing with the music. Is yeah, it, you can clearly tell by the lyrics, it's not a positive thing. But then we're like hiding it in happy music. That was never a conscious thing, but I just thought about that like a few years ago and then it kind of made a bit more sense to me.
2: I mean, if the music is very much coming from the positive side of you and the lyrics are very much coming from the negative side of you with what you're doing with these new shows, you know, where you're kind of taking the stage production up a level, which side of you is that pulling from more?
0: I think
1: that's pulling from the, the dancey side of us more, the happy side. Yeah. the li- The live is definitely like, Banter, banter. It's all meant, you know. Oh, there's a, there's they a, want it to be a party when people come. It's nice, yeah, yeah. We did. I know. I find it last night. I don't know if you know that song, but yeah, that's that like special. a Bit of a down moment, bit of a thoughtful moment, and I actually think that was my favorite, probably my favorite part of the whole set. Just to just to bring it down, and the 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 rest of the song, the rest of the set is just like full fucking power, and it's like it's great. You know people like it but it is nice to have a moment of just reflecting just especially after what everyone's been through it was nice to just have it like that i loved it i loved it in that song
2: which song in the set did you feel most connected to the audience when you performed last night hearts like a jungle popped off hearts like a jungle
0: really popped off i think i think honestly for me it was it was we did without your love first which we don't usually do and that was like relief because I feel like in my head this has been building up for a long... This gig has been building up for a long time because it's been 20 months. There's a
1: fair um, bit of pressure on this gig, I think. Yeah, it was like... Are you doing okay. three
0: of them as well? Are you doing one every month?
1: But not doing one next one. We're doing one in December. Yeah.
0: One in December as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the same um, place. So, yeah, there was a fair amount of pressure. It was like, okay, can we still do this? And uh, and then we walked out and without smacked into Without Your Love and they were singing along from the off. So... That was just like a moment. I just felt like a sigh of relief come out of me as soon as that happened. But um, yeah, Heart's Like a Jungle. Everyone everyone really loved it. And I know, I know I find it felt really special. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's just because it has been such a ridiculous 20 months. So I think everyone being in a room and some emotional string music,
1: it got me. <laughs> it's good. It's one of those sets that's like, so full on. I don't really enjoy it until I've done it. And then I'm like, oh, that was really good. Because it's a a lot.
2: Could that also be applied to the music making process? Do you find you enjoy it more upon reflection rather than when
0: you're in the midst of it? Sometimes. It depends on the song because some songs, some songs come so quickly and they're so fun. Like you don't even think about it while you're doing it. Like all yours was a bit like that. And we've had, we've been lucky to have quite a few more. They'll just fall out the sky and they'll be done in a day, including all the production. Some songs on the other hand are like a really fucking annoying child that won't go away, but you know, you have to look after it and tend to it because it's, there's something in there that's good. Um, and those ones I I sometimes feel like I want to forget about, but then when I listen back, maybe after six months or something, I'll be like, wow, okay, that's a Your heart's like a jungle is a great example. I really, really didn't like that song for a long, long time. They all had to persuade me to put it out because it had just been hanging around for so long, and it never really got to a place where I felt like I was completely happy with it. And now, when I play it live, it's probably one of my favorite moments in the set. So I think, uh, I think years on in my old age, I'm uh, and having a bit of time to reflect is uh, is a good thing for the songs.
2: How did you persuade him to put it out, Charlie?
0: What was your key um, argument? Uh, Three thousand pounds. <sighs> no, <laughs> I
1: got I got a powerful man in a big office to tell him to do it because he basically yeah. the the big cheese that was like heading up the project. He really liked it as well, so he was outnumbered. Everyone wanted to release it except me. It's definitely that was definitely a good shout. Yeah, no, it was a good now. shout. Out. I, was I very always wrong, liked so. that song. I always liked it. I like the words because I, I I like the lyric when you cry, you're pretty. Because it's like, it's a bit, it's not, it sounds a bit messed up, up. But then it's like, and I want to rescue you. Your heart's like a jungle. I like that. I think that's good words. That is good words. It's like Shakespeare. Thank you.
2: <laughs> you spoke earlier on. It might have actually been before we started recording.
1: Shakespeare! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <don't you?
0: laughs> he hasn't slept, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You uh, you uh
2: yeah you you spoke earlier on before we started recording about how you know when you got signed there could have been the temptation to get a big you know kind of fancy studio but you decided to keep it in the space that you'd always created from what else have you done throughout your kind of path as a band to keep it rooted and keep it grounded and and keep it true to
0: you i think generally not getting letting anyone else well we have let other people get involved but we very quickly retracted back to the two of us every single time we've tried another producer we've tried different mixers uh and eventually we just come back to us every single time and because it's the only thing like yes technically they make it sound more perfect and more good and on the radio people would be like okay this sounds more like it's, a radio yeah, friendly I think song but
1: yeah it's more radio
0: that's not. It's not us. It's not us. At the end of the day, and and we've got to a point now where we've learnt to do everything to a satisfactory level that we like. Like Charlie's mixed the whole of this record. I think it's. I personally, I'm biased, but I think it's better than anyone, any professional mixer that's been doing it for twenty years could do it because he knows what should be where. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, I guess uh, you have
2: an understanding of the songs that they possibly can.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one, like the mixing thing people always go on about like oh you shouldn't mix your own stuff but it's like but if you've produced it and you want the drums to be loud why wouldn't you just then turn them up do you know what i mean like it's I, not i that think co- it's
2: also maybe more just a case so it's a bit of a dark art and it's very hard to get to a point where you're able to mix it to the same degree as someone like that And it just takes a lot of work which is maybe why people say that too
1: it's definitely there's definitely like it's a science really you know it's all about frequencies and where everything's sitting and you know but if you can master it yourself i think you're in a better place because also i like i like when i when i listen to it and i'm like oh i don't really like how that sounds i like that i can't blame it on anyone else apart from myself that's quite nice because i'm i quite like myself so <laughs> i'm not as pissed off as if <coughs> so some like twat called terry like didn't did a bad job. I'm listening to it on the radio or something like shit. I also, hate just it. from a convenience point of view, ah! like if oh,
0: bless you. Uh, ah! ooh, just from a convenience point of view, if like say if I ha- I'm like oh my, I want my guitar to be a bit louder. I don't have to go through about 20 emails to, <laughs> to find someone who uh, who can eventually turn it up
1: in four weeks. Wow. <laughs> like I just have to text him. As Liam Gallagher said a really funny thing the other day. He said that. Recording music these days is bollocks, and that people are now being emailed the hi hat. <laughs> you know, like, it's like fucking shit, man? Oh, i no, no, Email you the hi hat. That <laughs> feels really funny. It's yeah, true yeah, though. That like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: You said there that, you know, mixing is almost like a, a scientific process. Yeah. Like it's all about frequencies. Which parts of the music making process feel most like that? in which parts feel most rooted in emotion kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum
0: I mean the song itself has I think has to be so separate from that scientific process otherwise that's why that's why I think it's a complete killer when a label goes okay can you we need another hit on this EP or something because then you are almost you are setting out your boundaries already and you're setting it it's more scientific for failure yeah it generally is more scientific because you have to go okay we need a hook here and then we need a hook here because this needs to sound good on the radio whereas all the best songs never come like that and I don't think I think that just destroys creativity
1: well I've always compared it to a motive if you plan a night out it's always shit like New Year's it's always shit always but if you go out and suddenly you're like it's 3am naked in someone's kitchen you don't know them and you're off your head or whatever and it's the Is best this last night, night. no, no and it's okay. the best night that's that's the that's it because you can't force a motive you can't force a motive you can't force a song you know you can't force anything you have to let it be i
2: want to ask about time because that's another theme you know that crops up continually throughout your music how do you feel the way that that feeds into a zero zero one is different to what you've done previously or how does it compare to what you've done previously in the way that you've approached that theme
0: i think instead of having a a running theme throughout a zero zero one it's more that it's just literally captured a moment in time in our lives and that is the theme
2: which in itself is looking at time yeah okay, i haven't, haven't
0: even it. thought that far <laughs> into it thank you you should do our pr that's very good <laughs> but um yeah, Oh, maybe it is all connected with time. See, yeah, this is this is like when we noticed about the time thing in the first place is none of it was conscious and then we suddenly realized that Charlie had said the quarter to three and 245 in two or three tracks and it's just like, oh, okay, this is spooky. I often find that with lyrics though. is like sometimes when we're writing stuff at the time, I have no idea what we're writing about and then you look back three or four months later and you're like, I know exactly what that's about in that in that moment in time because it was almost subconsciously come out you would never write with themes in mind then no we, we definitely have it's just sometimes like sometimes charlie will be in there and a melody will come and then a lyric will also come with that melody and then that will be the that will stem the rest of the lyric will stem the rest of the lyrics from that and sometimes it's like okay i'm not quite sure what this is about but i know the general gist. and then two or three months later i'll be like oh shit that's because i broke up with that person for example on that it's, day but i didn't realize
1: i was actually doing it it's like that's like your heart's like a jungle you i would have got the your heart's like a jungle I would have got that bit and then that then it'd been like oh that's what the song's about and that's the melody I find it easier to find melodies with words rather than like I wouldn't I wouldn't like have lyrics and then try and carve the lyric round the melody I'd just be going and then it's, it's like, like Bono
0: calls it Bongolese doesn't he because he just Klingon scans. as well I think it's another one of them. yeah <laughs> so
1: yeah he just be going oh it's just terrible and then suddenly boom jackpot and then it's like oh Now I know what the song's about. And, you know, subconsciously, if you're going through shit, you're going to find that pretty much every single song you write in that time is going to be about the same thing as we found. It's all. Oh, I loved her. (laughs) She was amazing. She loved Shakespeare.
2: (laughs) So did you set out to capture a moment in time or was that something that only emerged once you were relatively deep into the process?
0: I think it was literally the case of, like... We'd been writing a lot, um, but those three weeks just was like magic. I don't really know why. I think it was just... We were both a bit lost, and it was really nice to yeah. be together and to be in this safe space that we could just write these songs in. And, yeah, it, it just happened. It was one of those... Yeah, it was just one of those crazy three weeks where everything dropped out of the sky, and we felt very lucky for it to be happening.
1: We, we were going like, like our, our lives are pretty calm really and I think that was the first time when we've been what I've known Jules and Jules know me and our time of knowing each other that we both were going through genuine like oh shit we don't you know, we actually because
0: we got dropped by a label
1: the same week mad <laughs> it was it's it just, was an interesting week it was a bit like oh fuck because you know we've had it pretty easy like been lucky really and that was you know when the pandemic relationships gone and we've been dropped it's a bit it was a bit like oh fuck you know uh especially as like a a year before that we were like signed to a huge label and sold out scala so it's like what where's everything gone so i think that that's why i actually really believe that that's why this record feels mature genuine real and from the same place is because I think it's the first time we've written stuff that's really come from properly like in the heart but at that exact moment because often I find if you want to talk about something that's happened it's always going to be something that's in the past especially well for for, for a lot of what <sighs> lyrics that I come up with and stuff it's always about things that have happened but they're not happening right at that moment so maybe it doesn't come across as real or as genuine but in that time in those three weeks we were going through it so it was a complete honest release and representation of how we felt at that exact moment thank you very much <laughs> that was well said didn't it that was beautiful <laughs> i want that when i wake up every morning it's recorded mate i've got it, on <laughs> yeah. <lot of> it. <laughs>
2: a lot of this uh, conversation that we're having you know it has circulated around the last year and what you've been through and how that's fed into this upcoming project what's something you've learned about each other in the last year that you didn't know previously
1: well I always thought I would say that I've learned but I've always thought he was but I've learned how kind and Aww. and generous and patient Jules is I think his patience is immense because I'm a nightmare sometimes and you're not that bad <laughs> very disorganized and could be lazy as fuck so definitely yeah definitely that i've i feel um lucky to have someone that's paid like that's why we work because if if there was two of me it wouldn't work and if there was two of him it wouldn't work but we're like really similar but then also so different and i think that's that's why it works Just i think
2: before- Before we hear from Jules, why did you say you were lazy? Because as a band with 190 songs,
1: whatever in the in the catalogue now, well, that doesn't. Songs. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but songs have always been really easy for us. It's not. It's not lazy as in uh, I don't do anything. It's lazy as in there's certain things that I don't like doing. For example, I hate. I'm getting a bit more into it, but I've really, really struggled with social media. I don't really like it. I don't use it for my own personal. Life. I don't care like that some, someone I haven't seen for six years has just gone to Thailand. I don't give a shit. And no one else does. Stop posting it. Do you know what I mean? So I struggle with that. So I can be quite lazy with things like that. I'm getting better, but I just think, I don't know i'm not it's just shit like that it's just social media it's been like the bane of my life because that's all labels talk about is fucking instagram and tiktok it's very depressing when you were on a label for two and a half years i keep mentioning it i'm sorry but we're
0: on a label for two and a half years and i don't think we ever really had one meeting about the music it was always about tiktok 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 TikTok. anyway right my turn um (laughs) but nice I just think I can trust him more than ever, genuinely. And I trust his opinion oh, more than ever. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, I know this is like a therapy session. Or yeah, something, yeah, actually. <laughs> it's relationship therapy. No, I, I mean, yeah, it's been like four or five years. Of course, we've been through a lot of shit together and I think that's only made us closer, which is really nice. And I trust his opinion on everything, even to the point of like, if I'm, if, I don't know if I'm going on a date with someone or something, I, I would trust his opinion on it etc like I don't know like I just feel cl- I, I, yeah without f- trying to come on to you I feel
1: closer to you than ever <laughs> yeah I think I so, think when you go when you're vulnerable when you go through shit it brings you it brings you realise the only the only person you have is the other person you're doing the project with mm. you know all these things like all these other things you have label live agent whatever you know they're just you know they've got other things going on you know they're not it's not their entire priority it's not it's not their life you know this is our life and i think going through shit makes you kind of turn to the person that who is in exactly the same place who's living the same life as you because you're doing exactly the same things and and just go oh shit we better fucking respect each other and stick stick next to each other because that's how this thing will that's the only way this thing will work i also think
0: we know our roles in apri more than ever like i just feel like personally i feel like i'm like here to create the bed for charlie to because he's a fucking amazing frontman. it's like i'm 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 the wall behind that means that he can bounce off and go into the crowd like last night i was feeling that more than ever and i love it
1: i think well you're his trampoline yeah, 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 exactly. I like that. <laughs> I think there's a maybe a better way. Of, I don't know if I want you to feel like you're a, you're not. You're like he's like. Oh, I like being in the background there. He's <laughs> like, well, that's and that's why it works because you had two people that are like, um, I think I should stand a bit nearer the front, and then you just go slightly behind oh me, God, I give like, like and Garfunkel. Yeah, oh, do you yeah, know, there's yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's a bit. I mean, I was when we were in a band before this, and I played drums, and I played the drums so like over the top because I wanted probably because I wanted to be at the front that the uh, singer's mum really wanted to kick me out of the band yeah, she held a meeting which I actually attended to kick you out of the band she is one of, honestly <laughs> she wasn't my opinion she is one of the most horrendous people I've ever met probably the most horrendous Do you vibe. remember her name she was Canadian that's all I know does that have anything to do with your hatred? No. I okay, don't. right. I, 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 I'm Just my checking. Cat, <laughs> my cat's Canadian.
0: Um, Did you go and rescue it from Canada? No, we swam.
1: Wow. Um, But... Cats what was don't was like, like water. Sorry. No, you're not really... You're not a trampoline. I would say you're like... Oh, another analogy. Basic. Okay. No, it's not an analogy. Basically, I don't know.
0: I thought something emotional and deep was about it. Basically...
1: Um I can't I can I, I can't be on my own. I hate being on my own so I could I like having a best mate like to, to like go through this experience with is like the best thing I think firstly. But then to have a friend that like knows everything like knows what the life knows how to work all the gear knows how to make all the tracks makes all the visuals you know it like, does everything he tells me or, or what time I need to like get up or he's gonna pick me up because I get really nervous with gigs and stuff and it's just like he's like a, he's a very like, exact person you're like a you're not a trampoline you are like a um like a what's a really like like you're Mount Everest and that you're the biggest mountain in the world and you're just solid a lot, a lot of people die on Mount Everest oh for fuck's sake well they shouldn't Sorry. go up it it serves them right <laughs> and uh, you're just a huge mountain and then occasionally I can like stand on the shoulder stand on his shoulders and go ski down hey look at me and that's it that's really nice. That, awesome. that was very nice. yeah, yeah.